Hello and welcome to the best fucking podcast in the world. I'm JD. Unfortunately, Lloyd can't be with us this weekend. He is out with his family enjoying the great summer sun. Uh, but I've got Nick Samurai Fingers in the studio with us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the best fucking podcast in the world. Good to have you back. We've had you on before. Yeah. Uh, it, it's been a couple years. It has. I think it's almost two years. I yeah. don't know to the date, but I yeah. feel like it was this time. It was definitely a while ago. I know yeah. about a year ago we stopped doing a lot of the, the musical guests, and you were on as a musical guest right, uh, right. with your band at the time, Stick Shift Suicide, yeah. and uh, doing all that kind of stuff. But you've kind of ventured out. You've kind of pivoted in you know, what you're doing online, and you're doing something different now. For sure, Obviously, yeah. you know, people realizing that I'm introducing you as Samurai Fingers might think that that's a new band, but... But in fact, that's just, yeah, that's just my online persona. I've had the the YouTube channel Samurai Fingers and I've kind of used that as an online moniker for the better part of 15 years. Yeah. Um, the, the channel itself has been going since 2008, 2009. And, um, you know, it's, 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 been, it's been pretty dormant right. for the last few years. But this year I really, I made a commitment that I wanted to get the, the YouTube channel growing, um, get myself out there, be better at promo, be better at branding. Um, I've taken on, you know, building a bigger Facebook group following, building a bigger YouTube following, building a bigger Instagram following, um, Vivo I've been using. Um, I'm just Instagram. I think I already mentioned that, but I, I'm just trying to get right. everything rolling. And the Samurai Fingers, I think as a brand, for me anyway, is a little bit more exciting than just Nick Morrison. Right. You right. know, which is cool. I mean, I love who I am and obviously yeah. I am who I am, but I think the the brand and that image that you can put up, you know, it goes back to the old days. You know, you look at Iron Maiden, you look right. at Megadeth, they got Vic Rattlehead, you know, they yeah. got, they got Eddie, Ed the head yeah. and all the bad stuff or whatever, stupid stuff or whatever you could always attribute to that effigy right. rather right. than the individual band. Um, I'm not doing anything that risque, but I yeah. just, I like that. I like the logo. I like the thing. I like the name. And it's a fantastic logo. I, I, I think sometimes, you know, when, when you have something that's that's good and catchy, and I think your logo is absolutely that, it definitely Thanks, does yeah. does help in, in those regards. I mean, it's uh, it's nice. It's clean. It's all that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, and, and it makes merch sales easy. Right. You know? Right. Because, you know, in all honesty, you know, things like a logo, you know, like in our case as well, I don't think anybody wants my face on a t-shirt. I'm pretty sure that's a safe <laughs> yeah, bet. That I, if I go print out, you know, a hundred t-shirts that I will sell maybe one and that will be sure. my mom. And yeah. she'd probably still not wear it. She'd probably just put it in a drawer somewhere. So. Although you could probably do a kick-ass t-shirt with like your face, kind of like an Andy Warhol-esque, like right. at a bit of an angle and like, like blue with a right. comic book look yeah. or something like and do a series like blue, yellow, red all on the, like yeah. all your face. Actually, somebody who's anyway. really good at utilizing his force for our face for marketing is actually Matt Mort. If you look at his stuff, yeah, I guess he, his he face is like, always, yeah, you know, um, yeah, for sure. He's got that quirky little shot and it works really, really well for mm -hmm. him. But I think that works because his persona is quirky. So quirky yes. works. Whereas me, you know, it's not really kind of, it's like, why would you want this big guy on a t-shirt? <laughs> Probably sure. not. Right. For you sure. Know? You know, yeah. unless you're into duck hunting or something like that and you fall, fall into that stuff, maybe, you know. Hey, man, there's a huge market <laughs> oh, I know. for that. There's a huge market for that. Those duck dynasty guys, they're never going to die. Yeah. 
and it's and it's interesting, you know, like those guys you would never suspect. Yeah. You know, sort of with the, you know, United States bandana, big beard, all that kind of stuff, camouflage wear that popular. anybody would care. And people love them to death for absolutely, yeah, for no, what people, they are. People love those folks. So yeah, so you know, getting this year, just it's funny. I kind of last year was like the year of Nick, where I wanted to be positive and I wanted to kind of just chase down a lot of um, like personal goals, getting in slightly better shape, you know, right. eating better, um, not drinking as much, you know, yeah. uh, exercising, you know, that kind of stuff. And this year I've, I'm really trying to focus on, on business stuff yeah. uh, uh, holistically. And, you know, the YouTube is, is certainly one part portion right. of it and uh, you know, and all the rest of it. But I mean, ultimately I, I go back to like that Chris rock thing. I remember reading an, an interview with him, maybe 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And you know, somebody was asking, why do you do movies? You know, do you love acting? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, nah, I don't like acting. I do this. So people will come and see my comedy shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. It's very true. And that's, and that's why I do all the rest of it is so that people will either, you know, come to see me when I play live, which right now is not uh, often, but, or people will buy my music or hire right. me to compose music for film, TV show, uh, yeah. video game, whatever happens to be. And, uh, and you know, and it's been working, which is, yeah. which is good. Your motive is actually very similar to my own. My, my decision to step in front of the camera mm. was that at least that way you could put a face to, you know, sort of the work because a lot of times my work being a photographer is it's, it's definitely not about me necessarily. Yeah, it's definitely sure. about the subject matter. Um, but you know, as well, you know, when, when you have a face there as well, things like people taking your stuff and using it for sure, know, uh, it becomes a little bit more difficult because there's a face attached to yeah. it. It's kind of the thing. And, and the other thing is too, is that, you know, I would go places and you know, it's like, no, you're not supposed to be here. It's like, no, I'm totally supposed <laughs> to be here. It's like, no, you're not get out. And it's, you know, right. uh, I, I've actually found that's improved. Oh, slightly. that's good yeah, because people yeah. are starting to recognize people you recognize nice. my face because they see the other stuff attached yep. to it. Um, you know, whereas before it was, you know, you would never know I could walk and I used to like that. I mean, I'll be frank, like when I was doing film and stuff, I used to like the fact that right. nobody knew who I was. Um, but you know, times change and you know, for sure. social media has definitely changed a lot. It has in the, I mean, just the 10 years that I've kind of really been on and active. I mean, again, you go back 10 years ago, I really wasn't doing that much, but it was so different. Yeah. Everybody, everybody at that point had a handle. So it wasn't unique that I was samurai fingers, but now everybody's like, this is my name. This is my channel, whatever yeah. else. And I like that. I like the kind of the journey that people are going on and it, it's more of like a documenting of their life and a documenting of their process, a documenting of their art yeah. rather than necessarily always putting out finished products. Yeah. Cause for me from like a promotional standpoint and it's probably similar for photography, like a lot of times once I am paid for a piece of music, like I can't touch it, I can't do anything right, with it right. ever again. And it's forever tied to that brand yeah. or that show or that movie. And so like, I can't, you know, cut the C note and put it on. I've tried, you put it on YouTube, it gets flagged it gets for flagged, copyright yeah. notice. Um, and it's like, well, but that's my own music, but I don't own it anymore because yeah. it's now a part of that other thing. Right. So it's like, how do you promote that stuff? So, you know, using it as a tool to actually record stuff and put, you know, stuff that's not in use somewhere already to get it out so people can see it and hear it. Yeah. That's, that's huge for me. I think it's, you know, I'm getting a much bigger audience than I ever would if it was just yeah. blogging or, you know, my, yeah. my own website. It's funny how that happens that you get flags like that, even when you're the original content yeah. creator. I know with, uh, the mountain bike films, 
eventually I went to put them on YouTube mm. and uh, I had sold them initially for online distribution through a company in San Francisco called Total Vid. So okay. long, long time ago, you used to be able to basically rent movies online. They would give you access to it. And then after so many hours, it would deactivate. So you couldn't watch it again. You would have to rent it. It was right, like an online okay. rental service. It was kind of cutting edge. It was cool. And then if you liked the film, basically you could order it through them and all that kind of stuff. So I started putting it on YouTube because uh, they were, you know, sort of, like the, the contract was almost over and I was going down and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, just trying to revamp some things and put it out there, just kind of get it out there. And then they were filing copyright claims against myself via myself, which was <laughs> so, and I was trying to explain to YouTube that, uh, at the time, which was really funny. Um, right. and this is kind of why I didn't jump on YouTube early on is it's like, no, I own this. I have the master and sync rights for all the music that they were also claiming as well. Right. You know, we have contracts here, all that kind of stuff. And they're like, whatever, like, uh, no. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you guys don't know what you're doing and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So very early on, they were very, very disorganized. And that drove yeah. me away because I'm like, I don't want to deal with somebody who doesn't know the ins and outs of all of the, legal you know, all, stuff. Yeah. all the legal stuff, right? Yeah. Like I'm perfectly clean here, but you guys are, you know, giving me a hard time. So I just, you know, basically took the stuff down and, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, it's interesting too because if you look back at the very beginning, they were having users that were uploading full seasons of like Frasier, yeah. The Simpsons, Cheers, like what, like major network shows, and it was just like some dude in his basement yeah. in Brazil, and that was totally fine. And then guys like us, we'd right. have our stuff like flagged. But I and think taken what would happen with that was was uh, early on television and movies and all that kind of stuff didn't have the technology to kind of do it, and to because I was it. working with Total Vid early on, which that was their business. Yeah, for sure. And they sort of. When, when they shut down, they became other things. And that's kind of what they became was a means to track your media online For and, sure. and do all that kind of stuff. But so they were right on it. Like they were, which yep. is great, but yeah. you know, to the same extent, you know, it was kind of like, okay guys, like you need to calm down. It's like, no, you're not who you say you are. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I am, but you know, <laughs> you know, but that's, you know, yeah. just how, how things go. So yeah, looking out for you, I guess, which is, <laughs> which yeah. is good. Yeah. But I mean, it's changed a lot, and, and I mean, you're doing well because obviously you got YouTube's Creator of the Month this month. Uh, yeah, you know, well, not is, YouTube's, but well, uh, YouTube Calgary, Calgary yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice. I mean, again, you know, any any time that you can put your face in front of, um, you know, more people yeah. in whatever the venue happens to be, it's always it's always a good thing. You know, there's that old saying: "There's no such thing as bad." Yeah. advertising or bad marketing yeah um i don't know that i 100 percent agree with that because if you do shitty stuff like right you know right. it's going to come back to bite you in the butt but yeah. um virtually there's no such thing as bad advertising anymore yeah. and i think the cool thing about where social media has has changed and pivoted is that that aspect of behind the scenes and this is me this is raw this is uncut and yeah. getting that face to something um and again the more you know you can put your face in front of people the bigger everything gets right rising waters float all boats yeah. yeah you know and so getting involved and talking to you know the yyc vid creators talking to yourself talking to other podcasters i'm actually i'm going to do a series coming up this week on uh, i've reached out to a bunch of other berkeley alumni that i oh, went nice. to school with um some extremely successful like we've got i've got a i've got a couple uh, grammy winners and emmy winners for um sound design sound mixing nice. and music writing that kind of stuff um and a couple other guys that are just doing like kind of the local band thing and another fellow that's completely out of the music industry and entirely works for NASA. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to do a series of interviews with them in terms of, you know, like what was your experience at Berkeley like and, and what did you learn from the experience? What did yeah. you gain? You know, would you recommend it? Because I think there's a huge portion of the population that is, you know, a very curious about that school specifically because yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's a world class facility. Um, 
but they don't have access to people to ask them that kind of stuff. So right. I think that's really cool being able to share that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with, with people in general. And that's, I mean, it's always been available. I just, I don't think people were really doing that kind of thing before, Yeah, you know, and I find, I find the more real you get or the more real I get with my audience and with other creators and the podcast, whatever it happens to be, the more real you get, the better feedback you get. Yeah. You know, the internet, if nothing else, I find the internet is really good at sniffing out bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. And they love it. I yeah. Mean, I think they, for some people do. it's a, a sport. It's like, it is. Oh, yeah, let's for check sure. this out, you know? You know, so if there's any inkling of like, well, I'm, I'm putting on a front or I'm trying yeah. to do this or whatever else, you know, immediately somebody's going to say, Oh, nope, that's not true. He didn't do that. He did this or yeah. whatever it happens to be. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, it's not even like in, in defense of, Oh, I don't want that to happen. It's just like, well, just, just be you, you know, be comfortable sharing as much as yeah. you want. Like you don't have to just open your soul. Um, but some people do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, do what you love and, you know, put that out there. I mean, you don't have to, to like you said, share every intimate detail Mm -hmm. of your life. There is a certain point where you sort of put up the wall. You see that with, you know, certain creators from time to time you'll see and you like at one point you'll be like, I didn't even know they had a family because they don't talk about it or all those kind of things. And I get that. I mean, it's, you know, absolutely. You can't, you know, just like, Every minute. And there's some people that do that successfully, yep, you know, sort absolutely. of broadcast, uh, you know, there's some of those crazy channels where they have multiple, like you can watch every camera in their house kind of thing. Yeah, which, which is, is nuts, like 24-7. Which is weird, you know, it's Ed like Big TV. Brother. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like that. So, you <laughs> or know. Or the Truman Show. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's definitely a lot of niches and all that kind of stuff, but yeah. genuine is definitely, I, I think, the way to go. And, you know, self-branding and all that kind of stuff, being who you actually are because... You know, that's, that's really your brand. It's, it's well, yeah, exactly. And it's never, it's never been easier to do that. Yeah. And I think it's, I think, I think a lot of people forget it. You know, it's interesting to being a part of the YYC tube community because that's obviously where we live. So it's yeah. easy to kind of reach out and talk to people here, but it's so fascinating to me, the amount of roadblocks that people will put up for themselves right? with creating content or finding a niche or creating a video or editing a video or whatever it happens to be. And I mean, it's probably different for me because I am a musician and I'm, I'm used to spontaneity Yeah, where I'm just like, yeah, let her rip, man. And once it's gone, like the note is gone forever. Yeah. Everybody, you know, people really only remember the last 12 notes that you played, you know, in terms of music. And that's why they always say finish on a high note. You know, yeah. you want to go out with the big, the biggest song that you've got, the, the, the one that people love and, yeah. and, and then on that high note. But, uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of just like, just edit it, put it out. Who cares? Even if you don't know where you are right now, you're going to figure it out. You're going to have that, yeah. that journey and the people will join you and see the real you join and want to follow through on that journey. Yeah. I think a lot of people, what happens there is they see a lot of channels. They see the, you know, Casey Neistat's, the Peter McKinnon's, yeah. you know, these guys, the Maddie's, uh, you know, putting out very, very high content, you know, creative content, you know, in Casey's case, you know, every day, pretty sure, much, yeah. you know, in Peter's case, you know, once or twice a week. And I think, you know, people believe that they have to have that sort of production quality in that sure. sense. And, and I think that's intimidating to people. And, you know, even for myself, like when I, when I stepped in, you know, it's like, I, I need to do this really well because mm. I made films. And then it was like, no, like I had to basically tell myself the biggest hurdle for me starting was saying, 
don't care about what you do. Just do it and don't yeah. care about, you know, angles and don't try to film it like a film and don't, yeah. you know, worry about the audio and don't worry about that stuff and don't worry if the camera's going in and out and all that kind of stuff. And once I got over that personal kind of thing, I mean, obviously when I'm, when I'm working, all those things matter a hundred percent. And, you yeah. know, it's, you know, it's, there's no room for error there, but you know, when it's day to day sort of routine, it, it doesn't matter. Just go out and do it. Yeah. I mean, and ultimately, have fun with end, it. ultimately at the end of the day, I think it's your personality that goes up. I mean, obviously Casey and Peter and guys like that are in a different, you know, sort of stage. And a lot of those guys have crews. And I, and I yeah. Don't think, oh, for you know, sure. Rea they realize that. I mean, Casey's yeah. very good. You know, he's at, at hiding the fact that, you know, there's a lot of, people Oh yeah, there's, he works 10 and 15, us. 20 yeah. people behind the scenes yeah. helping him do that one video a day. That's yeah. a private blog. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think that people forget, though, especially with like, you know, Casey and the Nystat brothers in general. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at the end product of like 25 years of Absolutely. building up to that. Yeah. You know, he had an HBO series before that. Yeah. MTV, did MTV have something to do with it? I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah. HBO was sort of the, the launching. Right. Point but like, that. I mean, he had a professional full time yep. career making a TV show before he ever hit YouTube. Right. And, and his stick, in a sense, was the low budget every day yeah. kind of, you know, that was the For you know, sure. kind of the quirky edits and all that kind yeah. of stuff. is. And know. I think that's the great thing about YouTube, too, because you can see all of the different all of the different types of stuff, you know, whether it's audio or video or both yeah. or art or whatever. You know, you can see people at all levels of development. And, you know, sure, guys like your Casey's and your Peter's, you know, they sort of raise the visual bar of what a, a YouTube channel can look like. Um, but at the end of the day, there's still a couple of dudes doing yeah. what they love, talking about what they love. Um, and I think that's the other thing that I love about YouTube. And that's why I wanted to start a, start getting on to daily content creation. Yeah. I just want to do more cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know? I hear you. And, and a lot of, you know, I have a lot of procedural stuff on my channel, you know, guitar how to's and whatever else. But, um, you know, going out for that adventure and having a, a burger at a new restaurant or going with your wife to explore you know, a new area south of, not new, but like, a, you know, an area south of Calgary that's like abandoned or something. Yeah. There's a really cool channel. Um, I actually found him. Um, he just put out, his name is, uh, I want to get this right, Kelsey Norman. And he put out a video last week called Abandoned, mm, wait a minute, Abandoned Houses of Downtown Calgary or Houses in Downtown Calgary, right. something like this. Because there are, there's like these 120-year-old houses like in pockets and there's like a giant skyscraper on either side and yeah. his teeny weeny little house so he's kind of filmed this thing and it's gone crazy i think he's up to like fifty thousand some odd right. views um really cool guy he's done you know vlogs for the past four or five years but like who is he nobody knows who he is anyway so i've invited him to come and join yeah. the, the yyc uh vid creators website and i don't remember where i was going with that but it's just neat to see kind of all the different talent that's available. Oh, that was it. Cause he goes exploring, you know, in all of these abandoned, right. that was like kind of the main thrust of his channel is these abandoned houses and abandoned farms and abandoned cities yeah. or towns, I guess really in Alberta. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. There's there a is. ton of abandoned places in, yeah. in Alberta. Um, Saskatchewan I was aware of cause my wife's family is from Saskatchewan yeah. or her dad's family, but they, I guess 20 years ago basically sold the family farm and it was bought out by, um, I don't know, whatever the, the large, uh, what do you call the oil producing, not oil produce, like uh, cooking oil, vegetable yeah. oil. One of those big, like mechanical, huge, huge operations. And they did that with like tons, like hundreds of families throughout Saskatchewan. And you can drive down the roads now and there's just like all these little abandoned houses, little abandoned farmsteads and whatever else. And it's all like this corporate land now. 
Yeah. But you can drive through. So anyway, when we were out two years ago, I think we uh, we went. Her dad was really interested and wanted to take us to the the old family farmstead, and it's completely abandoned and falling yeah. apart and whatever. But we had to look around, and it was I mean, it was really neat. Yeah. And there's hundreds of them out there, but I didn't realize. And of course, it makes sense. There's the exact same thing here in Alberta. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's definitely interesting. It's, it's funny when you mention like you know. You'd not heard of the guy, you know, he'd been doing vlogs and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But I mean, that's, that's the thing with YouTube. Like you, you can be massive too. Like there's guys, oh, yeah. you know, from this city that I had never heard of that had a million plus followers and for sure. just, you know, it's like, oh, I do this and I have this. It's like, really? And it's like, it's amazing how you cannot know. Like it's so vast, yeah. you know, somebody can be absolutely massive and you would never, never know unless you are in, you know, sort of that genre or, yeah. you know, looking for those types of videos. Yeah, it's for just, sure. And that's the beauty of YouTube too, is it's so vast and diverse. I mean, there's, there's tons of channels, you know, for everything. Oh, for everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter. If you've got a, you know, little micro niche, you know, kind of interest, I'm guarantee there's a channel that does something on it. But I mean, we'll look at there. There's a, there's a fellow in town that does like the matchbox cars. Yeah. His huge collection of matchbox cars. And I mean, whatever, he's got a couple hundred or a couple thousand followers or whatever, but those, the channels that do that stuff, like there's millions of people follow that kind of stuff. And yeah, exactly. If you can think of a weird niche and it's funny because as soon as i said that i immediately thought about porn (laughs) but like if there's a weird thing you can think about you can guarantee there's already a video about it or a blog dedicated to it or a youtube channel or whatever else for that weird thing yeah yeah, most definitely (laughs) yeah it's uh it's interesting but uh that's all we got time for this week Wow, crazy! That's twenty minutes. Just goes so it's fast. Actually, eh? more than twenty minutes. Yeah, it really, just, it just flies through. It's yeah. it, it's it's a crazy thing, you know. It's uh, we used to do like two plus hour things. Yeah, and, eh? and all sorts of stuff, and yeah. And then we found that nobody watched like the last hour and <laughs> yeah, forty for minutes sure, of it, so sure. we cut it down to twenty, and yeah. that's kind of the space that we occupy. So thanks for coming in. Yeah, for uh, sure. By all means, uh, you can check Nick out. Your socials are uh, Samurai Fingers everywhere exactly how it sounds s-a-m-u-r-a-i fingers so we'll throw all those links down below thanks for tuning in thanks for having me yeah absolutely remember like comment subscribe all that kind of good stuff and until next time i'm jd i'm nick samurai fingers see ya